hackers steal over six hundred million dollars in one of the largest crypto heists ever conducted. Welcome to FortinBucks.com, where we help you master your money, and we're gonna go and break down this story. So hackers have made off with more than $600 million in various cryptocurrencies, likely the largest heist ever in the burgeoning world of decentralized finance or DeFi. The hackers targeted Poly Network, a decentralized finance platform that enables people to swap tokens across different blockchains. Theft affects tens of thousands of people, Poly Network said in a letter, that was posted on Twitter and addressed to the anonymous hackers. The amount of money you hacked is the biggest one in the DeFi history. The letter reads, Law enforcement in any country will regard this as a major economic crime and you will be pursued. But in an unusual turn of events, the hackers appear to have returned some of the stolen funds Poly Network said in statements, more than 4.7 million, about 0.8% of the stolen money, had been returned as of just before 8 a.m., according to a tweet from Poly Network. So researchers at blockchain security firm SlowMist said more than $610 million worth of cryptocurrency was stolen. After the initial hack, the crooks allegedly sent their crypto haul to various digital wallet addresses in an effort to cover their trail. Slomis said they have grasped the attacker's mailbox, IP, and device fingerprints, and is tracking possible identity clues related to the poly network attacker. And this is the letter that poly network actually put up on Twitter. So from Poly Network, Dear Hacker, we are the Poly Network team. We want to establish communication with you and urge you to return the hacked assets. The amount of money you hacked is the biggest one in the DeFi history. Law enforcement in any country will regard this as a major economic crime and you will be pursued. It is very unwise for you to do any further transactions. The money you stole are from tens of thousands of crypto community members, hence the people. You should talk to us to work out a solution. Poly Network team, contact at poly.network. So the chief technology officer of Tether the issuer of a kind of digital currency known as a stablecoin said on Twitter that the company had frozen $33 million worth of the coin that it believes is connected with the hack. And Changpeng Zhao, CEO of major cryptocurrency exchange Binance, said he was aware of the attack and that his company is coordinating with all our security partners to proactively help. But there are no guarantees, he added. So decentralized finance, or DeFi, has become increasingly popular in recent years as cryptocurrencies have gained momentum. The team of the term refers to peer-to-peer cryptocurrency platforms that allow transactions without traditional financial gatekeepers like banks and stock exchanges. And that lacks oversight is both a key appeal of the industry for those wary of institutional surveillance and also what emboldens cyber criminals to increasingly target that space. 
In the first half of 2021, DeFi-related thefts totaled $361 million, a nearly three-fold increase compared with the entirety of 2020, according to data from cryptocurrency compliance company CypherTrace. But here's the thing that you also got to understand too, right? So in this type of situation, the more risky something is, the higher likelihood of when you end up having a profit, it be much higher than more conservative or more safe investments, right? So you have people go this DeFi route because they're like, oh, okay, I'm willing to take, you know, like a 0.5% or a 1% risk of losing all of my money, right? For a potential like, you know, 15, 20% return every year. Instead of just sticking this money into a savings account or sticking this money into my business or sticking this money into like the S&P 500, right? Something a little bit more conservative that has a consistent rate of return, right? But then you have other people, which I would recommend people, like if I was in the situation of trying to decide whether or not to go down the DeFi route like this, putting money into this or putting money into the S&P 500, I'd rather put my money into the S&P 500, even though I'll make less money like on an annual basis. There's literally no risk basically to ever really losing my money, right? And not only that, I can immediately liquidate the S&P 500 index fund and immediately put that into cash, U.S. dollars, and end up putting money or paying taxes and all that kind of stuff and whatnot, right? It's very, very conservative that to go that route, and that's the way that I would end up going for my money, right? So this is this is the thing, like, you know, personal finance investing. You don't got to be complicated with it. You don't got to, like, try to do, like, these weird backhanded deals or shady kind of situations. No, just keep it simple, Right? Go with the guarantee of making more money, right? So that's pretty much the whole story. But you know, this, again, this is the final like comments about this, right? Be very conservative with your money, especially when it comes down to investing. Because here's the thing: most people work a job. Most people work like a nine to five job. Meaning most people do not have the time it takes to actively invest their money for massive returns, right? Which means like individual stocks, DeFi, cryptocurrency, all this kind of stuff, right? Even though technically speaking, you could make a lot of money, you have to really understand it and have a lot of time to dedicate to learning it and paying attention to it. Whereas for the majority of people, typically the best option would be to put your money into something that's a little bit more conservative, basically a guarantee. Obviously, you cannot always say everything's 100% guarantee, but that's basically a guarantee of like 7 to 12% annual return on your money, basically pretty much consistently doubling your money every seven years by investing into the S&P 500, right? Or doing real estate, right? 
I lean more, way more into the S&P 500 just because it's less hassle. You don't got to deal with tenants, all that kind of stuff, right? But it's just something to really think about and understand. It's like, how much time do you have to dedicate to trying to find investments that can make you a higher return than, let's say, 10%, right? Because it's going to be very hard for you to find something that is going to give you a higher return than 10% that you don't have to actively look for, okay? So again, keep that in mind. And how much time are you wanting to spend to try to find something like that, right? Because that's also another thing that you got to really consider too. Like, would you rather be spending time with your family? Would you rather be spending time playing games? Would you rather be spending time working, right? Like, you really got to like make the active choice in your mind. It's like, okay, what is my plan and how am I going to go about it, right? So if you need help with mastering your money so that you can get out of debt, create an emergency fund, and start investing so that you could have a future that you want to live and have more freedom, go check out 40inbox.com to learn the secret to mastering your money. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, Go down below as well, and we'll see you in future episodes.